A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long with a bunch of demons. We believe that human beings are demons. No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> There's probably a, a balance between I believe you have to know Christ, but God is in hell. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. <laughs> really is to just help people of faith especially to re-examine this issue to realize the church has got things wrong in the past for those who are, are gods by faith in his son <laughs> corinthians right two corinthians three seven victory in the name which is above every name. there's no exception for rape or incest uh it's an extreme law <laughs> and Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. So put your trust in the sovereign risen king, who doesn't owe you one cotton picking thing. And yet he still promises to furnish his disciples, but we take what he's created and we turn him into idols. I'll never back down, so how can I keep it in? But you'll never see me preaching the sin of Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, Episode 4. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So, this feature of the, the Master's Dog podcast came from somebody kind of asking me to kind of break down the different false teachers that are in the intro video because they didn't know who everybody was and what made them a false teacher and so on. So I decided for a while, as long as we can go with it, I will uh, break down. And so I started with Stephen Furtick because that was the specific question that was asked was about him. But then I've kind of gone in order through the rest of them. Kenneth Copeland, last week, Joel Osteen. And as you look at the, the intro video, if you're listening um, just on the audio, you don't know that there are actually people in that intro song. There's a video that goes with it. I encourage you to go check out the Evangelical Norms uh, YouTube channel, and you can at least watch the video uh, portion. It's about, it's actually like a two and a half minute intro. It's the longest intro of any of the podcasts that I do. So, um, but there's a lot of different people in there. And so I'm just going through from the beginning to the end. I'm going to kind of break down all those people. If there's something that pops up, uh, 
as we go. I mean, we'll we'll kind of play it by ear and and see. You know, we may take a, a detour here or there. I almost did Todd White this week uh, simply because with the the hype that came out about the repentance and which I'm looking at it and I've got I've got to give him the credit the uh, benefit of the doubt and say. He stood up and repented for not preaching the whole gospel. I've got to assume that God is doing stuff. Now we will watch. I'm not going to just absolutely say there's no way he is now a you know a, a true believer and so on and not a heretic uh, or still a heretic. I have to trust that his repentance was true. And then he'll bear fruit from that if it is. And if not, then we can come back and go, well, you know. Uh, I did share a joke today on Facebook. It was just too funny not to share that. Um, again, I truly am encouraged and hopeful that this this repentance that it was in that video was true. But it was funny because it, it has Todd White saying, "If I tell them I repent, they won't know that I'm really pulling their leg." And it was just it made me laugh out loud, so I had to share it. So, but we will we'll watch. Maybe he is pulling our leg. We know that that's something that he is accustomed to doing so we just watch we but we give the benefit of the doubt i don't immediately it's the same thing with kanye and so on we don't immediately say well you're not saved we know they're not saved that guy can't be saved but then we also don't go well let's make them our our you know ensign bearer at this point no we we patiently watch we offer uh help offer discipleship pray that he is mentored by somebody other than uh, Kenneth Copeland and, and that ilk, uh, but still. So I almost did Todd White, but I'm not doing Todd White. There was a whole lot of stuff to say. I'm not telling you about Todd White. told you a whole lot about him to tell you I'm not telling you about him. This week, we are going to do Rob Bell. He is the next person as we progress through the intro video. Um, and so I said, you know, I want to want to kind of hit him and, and talk a little bit about him. So Todd Bell, born in 1970, so 50 years old this year. Uh, his dad was a federal judge appointed by Ronald Reagan, something I didn't know. Uh, you know, so very conservative upbringing. He attended Wheaton College, where he got his bachelor's degree in 1999 or 1992. Um, then he went on to Fuller Theological Seminary, where he got an MDiv. So he's got some, you know, some credible, well. Some people would say they're not really credible. Wheaton College, I, I don't, I don't, I've never heard anything bad about that. I know that Fuller is, I've heard some good and some bad. So, but reality, he's got some credible, uh, you know, uh, pedigree behind his, his education, his Christian education. So, um, did uh, start a couple of rock bands, um, indie rock bands. I don't know if they were Christian or not, I would assume given where he was that they were, but I'd never heard of him. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I didn't even bother to, to take down any of the names. So if you want to know, you can go uh, Google Rob Bell rock bands and see if maybe you listened to him in the past. Maybe you did. If anybody did, I'm sure it was uh, either James Rank or Carter Smith, friends of mine, who have heard everybody. I mean, if, if somebody in... You know, uh, the southeast corner of Detroit, Michigan, had a, a band that only played two gigs in the high school gym. Those two guys have heard them. I guarantee they know every every musician. They're they're just crazy music 
excuse me, musical. So, in 1999, he and his wife, Kristen, uh, founded the Mars Hill Bible Church in Granville, Michigan, not to be confused with Mars Hill, Mark Driscoll, in, I believe, was that Seattle? Somewhere up in the, the northeast. Um, northwest. Yeah, I'll get my directions right. Uh, so they founded the church, which was one of the fastest growing um, churches, uh, church plants at the time. I mean, grew to a mega church very, very quickly. Um, so what he was really well known for was where I learned about him initially was through his NUMA videos. So NUMA, N-O-O-M-A, which is a play off of the Greek word NUMA for spirit, um, he began to make these videos and uh, really kind of um, on the edge, I guess you would say. Some one I remember had something to do with baggage and at the end had, I mean, just a shocking ending of somebody in a car and a bus or something coming along and hitting it. I mean, just really crazy uh, stuff. There was one that I'm almost embarrassed to say as a pastor I played this. We had a Valentine's night for the couples in the church, which somehow two single people ended up there. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but they just you know came in and sat down and not together. But it was supposed to be a couples night. And I played one of his videos, which was dealing with different kinds of love, you know, um, agape love. Uh, phileo love, I think, was one, and ahava, I think, was the, the Hebrew, were of like a physical love, and it got uh, embarrassing quick. I mean, everybody in the room, uh, couples who had been married for forty years, were blushing at the the just the graphic um, vocabulary and stuff that was. I don't even remember it at this point. I, I think. Maybe traumatically, I blocked it out. But so he did a bunch of those. Um, these videos, played them for the youth groups, were was constantly being played. And everybody, I mean, it was, and he were playing these videos. And then he started to write books. He became very uh, integral in the emerging church at the time, uh, among guys like Doug Padgett and Brian McLaren, um, Greg Boyd, uh, these guys who were kind of moving away from traditional high church and really were getting on the slippery slope towards heresy, which I would say of all those guys I mentioned, I think every single one of them, I would still consider a heretic. I haven't really followed them much, um, but I, I've never heard anything of, of any of them. I mean, Greg Boyd, well, he'll be one that we talk about I don't know if I've got his picture in the, the video, but I will talk about him um, when we get to talking about open theism and stuff like that. So the first book that he published was called Velvet Elvis, and the subtitle was Repainting the Christian Faith. So here's where you see, anytime you get something like this, where it's a repainting or a revisioning or a rethinking, uh, you, know, it, you're, you see them starting to go off the straight and narrow path. They're starting to move off into their own uh, idolatrous where they're, they're formulating for themselves their own God that they are then going to teach, preach, and follow on their own. And so that book was the beginning. And then, of course, the book that became very, very well known and 
the one that, that really got me to the point where I was like, I need to pay attention to what this guy is talking about is the book Love Wins, which was, uh, and I had people in the church who were starting to read it. I think I don't, I'm trying to remember when it came out because I don't know if I was actually pastoring the church when it came out. I think I had moved to Utah already and was still part of the vineyard movement, but in, in the process of trying to plant a church here, uh, and so in leadership still in some way or another, and somebody had asked me about it. So I think on a long road trip, I got the audible book and listened to it. And I mean, just there were points where I was like fuming mad at some of the things that he was saying. And I, I, I should have, you know, kind of revisited it and wrote down a couple of quotes, but I don't remember what they are. But I remember they were just literally things, you know, misquoting Luther, um, you know, or quoting a piece of Luther but not going all the way through to the end of the quote, which actually contradicted the teaching that he was trying to present, which ultimately was universalism. And that's the heresy that, that Rob Bell is, is guilty of, is he basically said, you know, hell wasn't, if hell even existed at all, that it wasn't an eternal conscious torment. It wasn't what biblically it is laid out to be, a place of eternal conscious torment where where the wrath of God is poured out for eternity on those who did not repent and put their faith in Christ. And so it was either if they, if hell did exist, if God was sending anyone to hell, they would be let out at some point in time, kind of a purgatory thing. And everybody ultimately was going to come to heaven. Um, that's why in the, in the video you hear Rob Bell saying, you know, Gandhi's in hell and, and somebody knows this for sure. Well, I mean, one, I can't say that for sure, because who knows what happened in Gandhi's last moments of his life. We have up until we can, we can uh, confidently say up until his death, he never professed to have a faith in Christ. Um, but who knows? Obviously, there were quotes that he made talking about, I love your Christ, but, but not your Christians or something to that effect. Right. And so... We know he knew about Christ. He knew some things about Christ and whether or not he knew the gospel or not and whether or not at the time of his death, he may have. We know that we understand that even at the, at the 12th hour, at the, at the la end of the day, somebody can put, truly repent and put their faith in Christ and be saved. You know, it's not a, you know, it's not an easy out. I mean, if that's your intention, I'm going to wait until just before I die and repent. Well, God knows the heart. Right. So only God knows what repentance, but we can say by looking at his life, it's fairly likely that there was no repentance, no turning to Christ, no accepting of the gospel and understanding of the gospel and repenting and putting his faith in Jesus. And so with that being said, it's likely that Gandhi is in hell and we can take that off of the words of Christ himself. Uh, you know, John three eighteen. for those who do not believe are condemned already. We know that, that 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 is the place we have one of two places. It's heaven or hell. And so the heresy that, that Rob Bell is guilty of would be universalism by saying nobody's going to hell. Everybody at some point in time is going to get to heaven. And that's, that's going to be the ultimate end. And so it removes any aspect of justice from God. It, it removes the necessity of the death of Christ on the cross. It removes the the validity of any of the messianic or uh, you know scriptures about Jesus 
where it talks about that we were he was punished for our sins that he was a propitiation you know isaiah where it, for the the punishment that brought us peace was upon him you know it negates all those things if hell doesn't exist if nobody spends eternity in hell for the 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 sins then the death of christ was meaningless and so that's what makes rob rob bell guilty of heresy and makes him unorthodox and outside of orthodoxy and a heretic uh in 2012 he resigned from uh mars hill bible church in michigan quoting saying that he needed to search for a more forgiving faith well i would make the statement that rob there is no more forgiving faith the only the only faith that actually offers any bit of forgiveness is christianity and that is orthodox christianity understanding that that jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin and that we need to repent and put our trust in him and that for those who do they have everlasting life but those who do not those who do not believe those who do not repent those who are not drawn by god and by the holy spirit to and given the gift of repentance and faith those people do go to hell and that's biblical that's scriptural we know that that is true. That is the gospel, Robin. So there is no other forgiving faith. That would be my statement to you, Rob Bell, if, if you ever watch this video. Uh, highly doubtful. But who knows? Who knows what God can do? So I would leave you with that and, again, encourage you guys who are, are watching this, uh, preach the gospel at all times. Use words because they're necessary. Until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.